That is how I started, and I realized, oh, if I just really put my mind hard and just be smart about it, uh, there are ways to make a lot of money. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the First Hustle Then Brunch podcast. As you know, I love talking about side hustles and hearing about other people's experiences with them. And earlier this year, I met today's guest, Moses Chung, and he shared some of his story with me. And I was blown away by what he was able to accomplish with side hustles and various businesses he had started. So I had to make sure I got him on the show. Moses is currently a tax accountant, advisor, and financial coach on his way to becoming a CPA financial planner. But like I said, he's previously done over 30 things throughout his career. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey, Moses, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me as your guest. I am really excited to uh, be a part of this. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. So I guess before we dive in, would you like to give a quick overview about like who you are, where you're from, what a little bit about your background, and then we'll kind of dive deeper into your career. Sure. A little bit of my background. I don't know how deep I should get into it now, but, uh, you know, we met here in North Carolina, um, but it's been less than two years since uh, I've been living here. I spent 30 plus years in New York, uh, Queens, to be more specific. That's where I'm from. And I was going through a career change several years ago. And as I was going through that, I decided, uh, what, what other change do I want while I'm at it? And uh, <laughs> me, my wife, and my three little kids decided to transition down here. And we're um, putting down roots and starting a new life here, so to speak. Nice. I love that. I feel like so many people moved from up north down to the south and we kind of yes. just stayed here. So yeah, yep. can definitely relate to that. So I would love to hear more about your career path. I know we talked about it months ago when we first met, uh, but can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about, I know you went to divinity school, correct? And you know, yes. your whole journey since then. Yeah, um, I will try to be brief about it because I've had so many different moving parts. Oh, no worries. Uh, Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. So... I did go to seminary school. Um, I was a preacher for over 10 years of my adult life in New York. Um, and that is what I transitioned from before moving here to North Carolina. Uh, but before becoming a preacher, I was uh, I was hustling pretty hardcore in a lot of different illegal activities. <laughs> um, I was um, a relatively successful drug dealer for a while. And I think that's where my first like hustling men mentality came from. Like, hey, I can go out and do stuff and make some money. It is not something that I recommend to your <laughs> listeners. Uh, yeah, but we're that not supporting that, I... but you know. No, no. <laughs> Gotta respect don't. the hustle. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is how I started. And I realized, oh, if I just really put my mind hard and just be smart about it, uh, there are ways to make a lot of money. And then while I was living that kind of lifestyle, I went through a radical change uh, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then I decided, you know what, I want to um, I want to spend time in becoming a preacher. That's why I went to school and then I uh, worked for a local church for 10 years um, and then I transitioned out of that. I just thought it was time for a change. 
And um, so I just thought, what, what would I be good at? What would I enjoy doing? Um, I thought, I'm really good with numbers. I love people. I love to hustle. Um, I hate taxes. So I, I put all of those things together. And I thought, you know what? If I, if I become a CPA financial planner where I help people make good tax decisions and financial decisions, uh, that would be a good career track for me. Uh, so I went back to school to get a second master's degree in accounting and personal finance. But while being a student, um, I still needed income because I was married, I had kids, uh, I wanted to make sure there was some stability in my family's life. Uh, so for about two years while I went back to school, I probably did around 20 different side hustles. Um, and That's amazing. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it so much. Um, <laughs> a part of me wanted, hey, I could just do side hustles for the rest of my life. But I <laughs> also thought that, you know, there's probably some wisdom in choosing a solid career track as well. So for an extended season of my life, I was just hustling like crazy. And those were some really enjoyable times of my life, just because it fit my personality and what I enjoyed and things like that. Yeah. So you said you started doing these side hustles while you were in school. How much yes. time did you have available to work those side hustles? Hmm, that's a good question. I was a full-time student for like a full 24 months, two years, mm -hmm. basically. Um, and so uh, I think one of the beautiful things about side hustles, at least the way I approached it, is the time flexibility. So I'm sure there were weeks when I spent as few as five to 10 hours per week. Uh, and then there were other weeks, uh, I probably spent 40, 50, 60 hours per week, uh, mm -hmm. depending on school schedule, family schedule, and uh, just how much I wanted to work or how much I didn't want to work. Um, I, I value freedom and flexibility quite a bit. So I just kind of yeah, went here. at my own pace. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess since you did over 20 different side hustles during that time, you were probably juggling a lot and had to deal with time management and scheduling all of those activities. So how did you manage your time and stay on top of it? Yeah, so when I when I decided to step down from my church position, which was a typical W-2 salary type of situation, um, I, I basically started, what can I do immediately uh, for income? And the first thing that came to my mind was um, like Uber slash Lyft, uh, mm -hmm. because I thought, you know what, that that's literally you do whenever you want. And then I quickly learned there are some peak hours where you can get <laughs> made, you can make more per hour type of thing. Uh, yeah. So I started with that. Uh, and then I was able to pick up more private uh, driving job opportunities for um, people I knew or people I met through driving for Lyft. Uh, oh, cool. And then it just, and then it just expanded from there. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I'm not a very disciplined person. It's mm -hmm. one area of my life I really need to grow in. Uh, but again, that's where side hustles are so great. You don't have to be overly disciplined. Of course, it helps. But you just kind of go, okay, this is what I want to do today. Let's go make some money type of mentality. Yeah, this is like the pro and con of side hustles. You're yeah. your own boss, most likely, when you're running right. a side hustle. So if you want to make money, you have to work. And if you don't work, usually you don't make as much money. So it's That's like right. you just have to put in the effort and make time for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah. can you share, I know you just mentioned Uber and Lyft. What other side yeah. hustles did you do? And I know there's a lot. So if you need take some time to remember them all. <laughs> 
Sure. Um, I probably can't remember all of them because some of them were very short lived. It was temporary. Mm -hmm. uh, but I remember and I'm very active on social media on my personal page. Uh, basically, anyone who's a Facebook friend or Instagram follower, they know what's going on in my mm -hmm. life. Um, and so people knew, you know, Moses is going through this change and he's out there like going back to school. This is what he wants to do. Uh, but he's also looking for different kinds of work. So different kinds of employers um, offered me jobs. Uh, for mm. example, one of them was a friend of mine and he was a contractor. Uh, basically renovating homes and things like that. And he said, hey, Moses, do you want to work uh, a little bit for me? And he'll pay me an X amount of dollars per hour. I was like, yeah, sure. I'd, um, I'd love to make some money and also learn a little bit about what that industry is like. Yeah. Uh, so I helped him starting with the very basics, like renovating homes, uh, learning uh, stuff that I'm not usually used to doing. I'm not a very like hands-on person, uh, but I did some of that. And through that, uh, I was working on a home for a very elderly man in his uh, late 80s, uh, mid 80s, I should say. And we found out, oh, we went to the same seminary school. And so he was like, oh, here's Moses. Um, <laughs> he was, he's single and he's like, I can use some extra help in my personal life. So he said, do you want a job basically becoming my personal assistant, like driving him around places, helping him get some paperwork done, organize his home just to be a friend and, and things like that. So I yeah. grew a friendship with him and uh, he was very generous with how he compensated me just to be a part of of his life and help him with various tasks in his life. So that mm -hmm. was another uh, source of income during that transition. Um, I had a friend who who was a pharmacist and she uh, she owned her own little uh, store uh, near where I lived. And she was like, hey, I, I need a new driver. Do you want to drive for me delivering drugs? And I was like, I'm used to doing that. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I hit up like all five boroughs of New York City, Long Island. And she was so impressed. Like I've had other drivers, but no one finishes as fast as you. And I was like, I know these streets like the back of my head because yeah. you know I, I was doing a lot of this stuff so <laughs> um being a delivery driver for uh my friend was also really good for multiple reasons obviously it was a source of income it was helping a friend out but i realized i love uh driving jobs because when you spend a lot of time on the road for someone like me who loves listening to podcasts uh both for educational purposes and for entertainment purposes it was like man i get to i love driving i love listening to podcasts and I can get paid to just step out of my car for a little bit to drop off whatever. It was like the best of many worlds yeah. coming together. So that was another side hustle. Uh, and then summer rolled around and then COVID hit, uh, the COVID shutdowns. Mm. Uh, and in New York City, the COVID shutdowns were uh, pretty extreme. And that's yeah. probably an understatement. Yeah, I remember um, seeing and... pictures. It was a ghost town. Yeah, it was incredible because it's just not what we're used to in mm -hmm. New York City. Um, and everyone was stuck at home. Uh, families were stuck with their children because schools were shut down. Everyone was doing remote education and things like that. And I personally have a strong hatred for mosquitoes. Uh, <laughs> so every year I'm looking, what, what are the best ways to make sure that mosquitoes are nowhere near my home, nowhere near me, just because of how much I hated them. 
and then somebody introduced this product that's uh, relatively safe for uh, children, pets, and things like that, and it's very effective. I tried it, it worked great on my home, and then I just thought, the, thought of this idea, hey, everyone's stuck at home, they want to use their yards, uh, mm. so I started a business of just basically spraying mosquito um, spray in people's yards, and I knew where the more affluent neighborhoods were, especially in Long Island, so yeah. I, asked some, I asked some friends, hey, can you join your local community Facebook groups and say, you know, this person who's really good with uh, mosquito control in your yards, and then I'll give you a discount on the services. And then, oh, man, <laughs> That's so like, smart. I, I made a killing doing that because, you know, most people don't want to spend their summer yeah. hot hours like out there spraying stuff, but I was willing mm -hmm. to do that. Right. And, you know, over just a few months, I probably made like thirty forty thousand dollars just doing that so it was like that is wild it was great um yeah so those are some of the things that i did in the course of about one and a half to two years for extra yeah. income and it sounds like a lot of that was through connections and networking with other people and it kind of grew from there i love that you mentioned that because um while I would like to think that I just have these natural skills that I was able to implement right away, <laughs> uh, the connections were certainly a huge part of it. And it certainly helped that I just naturally love to connect. I love meeting people, whether new people or old friends, whatever it is, I love connecting with people. And as I have built years and years and years of relationships with people, people who like me, trust me, and all of that, uh, when it came time for them to see that, hey, here's Moses who can maybe help in some way, or maybe I can help him in some way, or, if I, or both ways, uh, those mm -hmm. certainly opened up a lot of opportunities. Uh, so yes, that's a very big part of what has helped me with um, all the various side hustles. Yeah, that's so smart. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I know yeah. you just mentioned that you made probably over $30,000 in just a few months doing the mosquito yeah. repellent for the summer. Yeah. Can you remember yeah. how much total you made from all of your side hustles in that short amount of time, that couple of years that you were in school? Uh, maybe about uh, 150 or so, uh, maybe 150 to 200 over one yeah. and a half to two years. Yeah. That is awesome. I love that because I feel like First of all, there's a misconception about side hustles, who should do side hustles. And maybe we should get into that now too, sure. of like side sure. hustles are only for people who are like struggling maybe to pay bills mm -hmm. or like, for example, I have a full-time job and people are like, why do you have a side hustle too? And I'm like, first of all, sure. I think everyone should have multiple <laughs> sources of income. And like, regardless sure. of what I'm doing in my career for the rest of my life, probably yeah. I'll be doing something else. Mm -hmm. Like I've always had multiple jobs, multiple things going on. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, did you encounter anything like that? What were people's perceptions? What were your thoughts on starting a side hustle? Yeah, you know what? Um, that's a good question. I, I was um, less concerned about what other people's perceptions would be because I, I frankly don't care much what other people Love think it. of me. I know yeah. what I want and I'm going to go after what I want to go after. Uh, but yeah. I did have to ask myself, is this how I should be spending my time uh, considering some of the long-term plans and goals that I had? And that, that was a little bit of a struggle for me. Um, but what I came to was, you know what? Um, I... 
uh, I definitely could use the income. Uh, mm -hmm. And these side hustles, were, it was not simply a job. It was something, uh, whatever I did, it was things that I would actually enjoy doing. I love driving. And I was able to, like I said, listen to podcasts and get educated. When I was working for my friend who was doing the contracting work, like I was able to learn stuff. Mm -hmm. And as a homeowner, I was like, hey, these are skills that will be valuable for me, uh, for myself too, even when I stop doing this. Uh, yeah. The mosquito spray business. Business. That that just brought me a great sense of fulfillment. Like uh, <laughs> people, people would my my customers would text me saying like Moses, I can't believe how uh, effective your product is, and you know, I, and I had to go back every three four weeks uh, to do the treatment again, and I would get incredible amounts of support, and I would take screenshots of those text messages, and I would basically use that as advertisement on social media. This is the kind of satisfaction I give to people, and that would just make people be more interested. Yeah. And so everything I did was incredibly satisfying, not just for my bank account, but just in, in just how I felt. And, um, and I firmly believe that there are so many options uh, for people um, that e even if you need to do something just for the money, pick something that you would enjoy doing because that will just completely mm -hmm. change your perception of side hustles. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like for the most part, all of the side hustles I've ever done have been really fun. I just realized some of them are more time yeah, consuming nice. than others. And so then I was sure. like, okay, how can I figure out how to make money, but also not spend as much time doing these things? So that, yeah, sure. that is super yeah. important. So you've mentioned mm -hmm. a couple of marketing tips and things that you've done. How did sure. you learn all of that stuff? Yeah. Did you just kind of figure it out on your own or did you have some marketing background or yeah, what, what'd you do? No, I, I have no marketing background, but I did share earlier that um, in my between the ages of maybe 15 and 22, when I was uh, selling illegal products, <laughs> um, I, I had this I had this idea in my mind that I, you know, I was not like one of those tough gangster types of people. I just simply wasn't. I mean, when um, you told me I this, this months ago, I was like, are you yeah. serious? <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I was always a very social and just people loving type of person. So when I was in those hustling days, the illegal hustling days, something that I always lived by was I want to treat my customers so well that if they ever needed anything, like Moses is the first guy that they would think of. Um, and I was selling a wide variety of items but it was like if i need something moses is the guy he'll take care of me he's honest uh he'll be there on time and so forth and i think just that, that's just kind of carried on in my uh side hustles later on in life it's like whatever i do do a good job um satisfy your customers or your friends or satisfy people in general mm -hmm. um because that just opens more opportunities and so um when i took the screenshots that I mentioned, it's it's good because I was when I shared that on Instagram or Facebook, it was not me telling other people about myself, but it was like me saying, this is what other people are saying. Right. Uh, these are how other people are so satisfied with what I am able to provide. Are you interested in this? And I feel like that had uh, a greater impact than me saying, this is what I can do. Um, I will come to your home and do this and this. And it's like, no, look at the testimony of others. And that was, um, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it just, I, I love using other people's words uh, to help expand my reach. 
Yeah, I think that's super smart. And even today, that's one of the best ways I feel like to get new business mm-hmm. is word of mouth, testimonials, sure. sharing yep. other people's stories yep. and mm-hmm. success with whatever product you're selling or whatever right. service you're offering. So yeah, you were probably way mm-hmm. ahead of the times with that. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So what are some of the financial goals that you've been able to achieve that you're most proud of thanks to these side hustles? Thanks to these side hustles. Yeah. Um, to be very honest, I probably did not need to do all of these side hustles and maybe even I could have been okay uh, not doing any of it uh, because I've always been pretty good with my personal finance, family finance and things like this. So when I first realized, okay, I'm going to step down from church, um, I'm going to go on this new track, um, I had saved up a good amount of money for this transition Mm. but i didn't want to burn through all of that savings that's why i went through all the side hustles let me try to hold on to the savings and live uh with just the side hustles and 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 i think that was a huge accomplishment for me to support my family um wife and three kids and uh, and we're single income family. We homeschool our kids, so it's not like my wife had a uh, a full time job that was mm-hmm. helping pay the bills. But just through side hustles, being able to keep up with our family finances until I finished school and getting a job, it was it was a huge accomplishment, <laughs> in my opinion. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, uh, and that doesn't also mean that we were living. Uh, like we were poor people, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do live relatively frugally. Uh, you know, I'm always turning off the lights everywhere <laughs> around the house. I'm, I'm always like lowering the temp- uh, thermostat a yeah. little bit during the winter and, you know, <laughs> little things like that. Um, but I also know that, you know, we, we try to enjoy our lives. I want to provide experiences for our kids. Um, I like to eat and drink out <laughs> and yeah. I like to go on vacations. So there are areas that I think we're very good with with being frugal, but I also know what kinds of experiences are enjoyable for myself and for my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't try to be too uh, too cheap in those areas because I know that, you know, what's the point of making money? It's, it's ultimately to enjoy, right. uh, at least as part of the purpose of money, it's to enjoy and use as a tool for something. If we're going to save five, ten, hundred million dollars, but we never enjoy life, I think that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, I agree 100%. When I first started getting into personal finance, I was reading all Mm -hmm. these blogs from families and couples that were like penny pinching and saving every dime and Mm -hmm. not going anywhere, not traveling, not like doing anything fun. And I'm just like, okay, I just graduated college. I'm trying to enjoy life. And like, this is my first time out living on my own. This is not going to work for me. So I agree. Like everyone has what different things that they value. So I think, you know, if you're spending money on travel and that's something that you value and you're still able to save and hit your financial goals that way, then go for it. Who's to judge you for, you know, buying whatever purse or shoes, like whatever you want, if that's what you value, Mm -hmm. but you're still hitting your goals, like who cares? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hitting I, your goals. I I love that because you know what? To be very honest, it's it, it is a tough balance, right? You mm-hmm. you want to enjoy, but you should have goals, and it's like, what do you prioritize? And especially if you have a partner or you're married, uh, it's like it's not only about what you want, but there's other people involved. And then when kids come into the picture, it's like, okay, what's going to be good for uh, both the short term, medium term, and the long term good of our whole family? So it's a yeah. balancing act. But I personally enjoy. Things 
thinking through those things and executing on those plans. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I know not everyone enjoys that as much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, did your wife ever try any side hustles? Um, I don't know if she would call it a side hustle, but we got married when both of us were in graduate school. You know, mm -hmm. I was in seminary school. Uh, she was uh, in training to become a teacher, an earth science teacher. And um, so we got married during school. And then uh, she was she had graduated and she was interviewing schools in the New York City public school system uh, to become an earth science teacher. And then that's when we were. Uh, expecting our first child. So mm. what she said was, I'm not going to teach for a couple of months and then take like X amount of months off and, right. uh, you know, have our kid um, be watched by someone else. She wanted to spend that uh, early times uh, with our child mm -hmm. and God willing, our future children. Um, so she never entered the workforce in like the full-time sense. Uh, but what she did was whenever she had some extra time and she wanted to, she did a lot of private tutoring. Um, oh, so yeah. I guess that is kind of like a side hustle or side yeah, gig. Yeah, that's a good one um, for teachers. Yeah, yeah. And especially for science teachers um, mm -hmm. who was all certified to teach in the school system, uh, she was pretty much in demand. So uh, she enjoyed doing that because she had spent so much of her college life like learning this stuff. She, like she was passionate about rocks mm -hmm. and so like for her to have an opportunity to use her training to privately teach uh, some students uh, she did some of that okay yeah that's super yep. smart I had another teacher on the podcast a couple okay. months ago um, Diana Farman if you're listening to this episode you can go mm -hmm. back and listen to her so she paid off sure. over two hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt and I can't remember the amount of time, but I mean, that's just an amazing feat in, its, in and of itself. And sure. a lot of what she did was tutoring, you know, after school yeah. and on the weekends and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's a really good side hustle, too. Yeah, I, I think the, uh, one, of, one of the or some of the benefits of tutoring is if that's what you were trained to do, you probably entered that industry because you were either really good at it or you love the subject or both. So it's like, it's, it's again, it's a side hustle that you would enjoy doing. And when you're passionate about something and you have the opportunity to teach someone else uh, about something you're passionate about, it's like so many compounding positive effects. Uh, and tutoring just per hour usually beats a lot of other side hustles out there mm -hmm. uh, because you have ex expertise in a specific subject. Yeah, and I've also yeah. found that doing certain services and things like that outside of a platform, for example, maybe mm -hmm. if you tutored through the school or you tutored yeah. through some other organization, you may not make as much money as you would if you started sure. doing it independently. So sure. that's something else to keep in mind, just like you were driving for Uber and Lyft. I'm sure you made yeah. a lot more when you started driving privately. I did oh, the same yeah. thing. I yeah. used to walk dogs. And I would use mm -hmm. like the oh. WAG app and the Rover app. And then yeah. after I would walk like the same dogs pretty consistently and, yeah. you know, had great testimonials from their owners, they mm -hmm. would reach out to me and just ask me to walk their dogs. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. you can pay me this, was, which was actually less than they were paying me on the app, but I would make more. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, Both sides recommend. win. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And and I like what you're saying um, over there because I've I've actually thought a bit about using these third-party platforms to get clients. Uh, and I really want to say, while certainly when it comes to just the income aspect of it, doing everything independently, you will get paid more, um, mm-hmm. and you can probably your cu- clients or customers will probably pay less. So it's it's a win on both sides. But I would at the same time not say that that's that's the right way because going out and trying to get your own customers and there's oh, yeah. more work involved for so for, for sure. so for some people it makes sense you know what i don't want to go out there these people will just bring me the customers so it really depends on your personal circumstances mm-hmm. analyze it and do what you think is best for you yeah for sure i definitely say start yeah. out on those platforms because i wouldn't have been able to connect sure. with these people you know otherwise if i hadn't used those platforms yeah. first right but over time once yeah. you build mm-hmm. like your clientele if you feel like it's time to break out and do your own thing then yeah, yeah. that might be a good choice awesome so right. throughout your journey doing side hustles your career path overall did you make any mistakes that you think would be important to mention along the way that could help somebody else <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I don't know a single day that I don't make a mistake. I'm always <laughs> making mistakes along the way. Love the honesty. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and it depends, I guess, how you perceive or interpret mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. As someone who's constantly making mistakes, uh, some mistakes are things that I really need to grow uh, in improving. For example, I mentioned that I, I am not the most disciplined person. And part of the effect of not being disciplined is sometimes I waste a lot of time or I'm lazy or I procrastinate or something like that. And so, um, that's an ongoing issue for me, to be honest, like, how do I make the most use of my time? We're all given 24 hours a day, certain Mm -hmm. amount has to be for rest, some for work, some for family or what, what other priorities that are pulling at our lives. And if I was to add up all the number of hours that I've procrastinated or wasted (laughs) or something like that over the years, you know, I would, it's not a pleasant feeling, Uh, but you know what? Um, Dwelling on those kinds of mistakes, I know it's it's not really gonna help me. Right, uh, Unless I think about that and I go, okay, you know what? That's what I did. I know it's not fruitful for my long-term plans. It's not fruitful for my character development. Uh, what is the best way forward? Whenever I catch myself procrastinating or being lazy or wasting time or whatever, just tell myself it's okay to rest, uh, but it's not okay to uh, to take it too far and just be unproductive for extended periods of time and just doing the best I can from here and onward and constantly reminding myself of that. Um, I think that's probably the biggest mistake uh, Mm -hmm. that I make in my life is just not time management issues. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, especially in this day and age where we can watch Netflix all day long if we want and just binge and relax during the pandemic. No one had anything to do. And it's like, yeah, I I mean, you, you hear these stories of people coming out of the pandemic and they've like started businesses and made hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're sitting there like wait Mm -hmm. what did i do during the pandemic like was this the same time (laughs) frame that i was living in because i was just sitting around you know waiting for me to be able to go outside um Mm -hmm. so yeah we all kind of go through that but the best thing is to move forward now and like yes start start from scratch here and kind of set up what you want to do moving forward yeah i I I love encouraging people to remember that uh 
that they can do better from here. And it's mm-hmm. not like simply a positive, like motivational talking kind of thing, but like seriously, unless we have some kind of disability um, for for most people who are of sound enough mind, who have a capable body, who can do some work, uh, we, we can start taking steps, even if it's baby steps forward in the right direction. And a lot of times just taking those initial steps, which is a lot of times the hardest steps to take. But once mm-hmm. we take those initial steps, a lot of times it's like a snowball effect where we just get more motivated True, yeah. and more interested and more able to, uh, to do more and more. And I just want, I love to nudge people in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. So I know yeah. you mentioned that you were pretty responsible with your finances before you started mm-hmm. these side hustles. Where did you learn yep. some of these personal finance tips? Who were you listening to? Did you read books, podcasts, any gurus that you recommend? Yeah, I, I think uh, even as a child, I got pretty conscious of it because um, I did not grow up from much. You know, my my dad was a pastor and it was a small church and we just didn't have much. And even as a young child, I remember being very jealous uh, of my classmates, you know, like they would wear these sneakers called LA gear where every step they took, it would like light up. And I would be like, (laughs) oh my goodness, I want that. When I started playing basketball, I wanted some Nike sneakers because that was the cool thing. But Mm -hmm. whenever I asked my parents, the reality was they couldn't afford Nike sneakers for me. So I would always have to settle for Reeboks, <laughs> for example. Oh my gosh. And, and, and so when I realized, oh man, like, you know, it, it, if you, to get what you want, at least materially speaking, and I know life is far more than just materials, but as a child, there were material things that I wanted that I couldn't mm-hmm. have. And, and so I learned if I want something, I have to go get it or I have to save everything. And so that I think start, like it was ingrained in my mind, like, um, you got to be smart with money uh, because mm-hmm. if you just waste it, you're not really going to get what you want. Um, and then again, that kind of started with the whole illegal hustle life where I was like, I need to go make money to really get what I want. Uh, and then I was able to, you know, whatever money I made from that, I was able to, even though I really enjoyed going out and all of that, and I did spend a lot on leisurely <laughs> um, activities, um, I was always able to make sure my business in that regard was able to keep growing as well. So it was kind of like self-taught along the way. Yeah. And then sometime in my 20s, I got, um, I was listening to the radio and um, I was listening to this guy, Dave Ramsey, before mm-hmm. I even knew who Dave Ramsey was. And I was like, hey, this guy's saying some what I thought was common sense stuff. And the more I listened to him, I started learning more um, about personal finance stuff. Uh, And then after listening to him for a while, I looked up other people who are in the personal finance space. um, And it just expanded from there. And I would highly recommend to people, uh, people like uh, Joshua Sheets of Radical Personal Finance. Uh, He really changed my perspective on things in a positive way. Uh, But you know what, there are so many resources. Yeah, yeah, listen to him. But you know what? Like different people enjoy different types of podcasts or YouTube or social media. And there's so much out there. Get a little taste of who you might like and just learn because there's so many resources out there. Yeah, I think it's Mm -hmm. become way more accessible thanks to social media. There's so many personal finance like TikTok and Instagram accounts out there nowadays. So like 
Yeah. yeah, you can definitely find somebody to relate to. And I also love that there's so much diversity too. So it's not just sure. the same like old white guys <laughs> teaching personal yeah. finance anymore. There's women, there's people of all different races mm -hmm. and backgrounds and careers. So yes. yeah, I love that. Yeah, so many flavors. Yep. Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. this has been awesome. One of the last questions I always ask my guests before we end is what is the most important lesson you've learned when it comes to entrepreneurship or money management that you wish you had learned sooner? Oh, that's good. That, that I wish I had learned sooner. Um, I will share what I think is very important that I think I did personally learn at an earlier time than perhaps mm -hmm. most people. But again, if if money or wealth is supposed to be a tool or instrument for uh, a certain way of life that you think is appropriate for you, um, enjoy the process, <laughs> you know, like whatever you do, I, I'm fairly convinced that you can find ways to do side hustles or to do entrepreneurship with things that you enjoy. So whatever you mm -hmm. enjoy, start thinking, okay, this is what I love. How can I monetize that? How can I, uh, create a source of income through the things that I would enjoy because I would hate for someone to say, yeah, I did this. I hate doing it, but I'm just doing it because it pays the bills or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know what? Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, but sometimes you can do what you got to do while enjoying the process as well. So find <laughs> what you can enjoy during that process. That would strongly encourage that. Yeah. I love that. I feel like most people, when it comes to their career, that might be something that you're doing just because you need to do it to make money. But when it comes to side sure. hustles, like that sure. should 100% be something that you enjoy. Like I can't even imagine yeah. doing a side hustle that I didn't enjoy. You know, yeah. it just would what first of all, it'd be very life, unfulfilling, right? like, yeah. and then it'd be yeah, you're yeah. like spending your time doing this. It would just I yeah. would hate it. But <laughs> yeah, agreed. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, where can people find you? Where can people find me? Uh, that's a good question. Well, I currently work as a tax accountant and tax advisor at Horizon Tax Advisors. Uh, we are in Cary, North Carolina, right outside of Raleigh. Um, I imagine there aren't too many Moses Chungs around, so you can just <laughs> Google me. I love, I love connecting with people on social media. To be very honest, I don't um, friend or accept people that I've never met. But if you tell me that, hey, I heard you on First Hustle and Brunch podcast, and I'll be like, you know what? There's a connection there. I, I just want to make sure there's some kind of <laughs> yeah. connection. Uh, but I'm all over 100%. the place. And yeah, I would I would love to connect with your listeners because if they're listening to you, that means they have uh, similar interests. And I would love to see how we can just build a relationship. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And yeah. I'll be sure to put all of this in the show notes too. Okay, great. Thanks for tuning in to the first Hustle Then Brunch podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd love if you subscribed and left us a review. Another way to support the podcast is to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story. Tag me at first Hustle Then Brunch so I can repost it. Thank you so much for supporting the show and I'll see you in the next episode.